If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Dono. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, Friday, September 22nd. We have hit the best day of the week. You know, I love a Friday and I'm in a good mood. It's a beautiful day. And I worked out early this morning at 5.30. So, you know, I'm ready to go. I am ready to go. And those of you that get so triggered by the fact that I talk about my gardener coming on Friday, it's like a big this is a thing for for a lot of people. I'm recording early today because I have a lunch with Emily, who is the host of the podcast, She Speaks Bravo. I don't know if you guys have heard it. She's been a guest on my show before. She and I are going to lunch. I wanted to make sure that I get my episode in before the gardeners, the illicit gardeners, the ones that you guys know about. If you are new here, my name is Donna Bowling. I have a daily podcast five days a week. It's called Daily Dose of Donna, obviously, and I record live on TikTok and then I post on YouTube and on audio. If you are listening for the first time or watching, make sure to subscribe, comment, all those things. And if you're listening to the audio version, give me five stars and give me a review. It doesn't hurt to be nice. Thank you so much for telling all your friends about it, posting about it in your stories. I see all your messages. Join the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. We have an amazing Facebook group of dosers. All right, let's get into the stories of the day. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit Real Housewives of OC star Shannon Bedore, some updates on her, her DUI and hit and run that happened over the weekend, last weekend. And then, of course, we're going to incorporate Jeff Lewis because he has a lot to do with this, um, this story that I'm talking about today, not the DUI. And then we're going to talk about Southern Charm. <sighs> I love that show so much. I really do love that show so much, but I have so much to talk about, right? So many things to say about it. Let's get started. And then we're going to do um, follower questions. Lots of you guys ask questions in the Facebook group on Fridays. This is a thing that I just, a segment that I added in. And um, I love it because some of them are personal, some of them are career, some of them are TV related. So I'm going to pick a few of them and answer them. So let's get started. You guys, as you know, and we've talked about it all week, Shannon Bedore got into this awful, awful car accident on Saturday night, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. And uh, she got into a car accident with a wall. She was driving under the influence. We don't know details. We don't know how, what her uh, blood alcohol content was or anything like that. We actually kind of don't know a lot of details, to be honest. All we know is the location where it was, the time that it happened, and we have footage that TMZ 
got from someone's uh, home that lives right there where you see her careening around the corner and crashing really, really intensely against a wall. Then we see her kind of pull over and just stop. And that's the footage we see. We don't have any footage of what happened afterwards, but allegedly from, you know, people I, I, I imagine on the scene or LAPD or whoever, she did at some point pull over on a busy street and get out of the car, whether or not that was intentional because she wanted to pretend she wasn't driving or because the car actually wasn't driving um, or able to drive. She did get out of the car. Apparently she had her dog with her, Archie, the golden retriever, and just pretended to start walking her dog. I have no idea exactly what the case is. I don't know if it was, um, you know, if that's all true, we have not heard from Archie. Guys, Bethany has tried really, really hard to get Archie on her podcast. She's called all of the the pet agencies around town. She's definitely, she's she's seeing who she knows. She's gone to all the Petco's and she keeps YouTubing it about her pretending to be a Petco employee to get in with Archie. She's trying to get in with Archie because if anyone's going to get Archie on their podcast, it's going to be Bethany. And Bethany will learn how to speak dog for that interview because, you know, number one podcaster in the land, no one has seen or heard from Archie. And I actually don't know where she, where this little sweet dog is. Now, we did get some more information about all of this, okay? Apparently, Shannon is willing, of course. I'm like, why is this even a conversation? But she's willing to, uh, or offering to pay for the damage. According to Daily Mail, she's offering to pay for the damage of the car, of the wall that she hit. I would imagine that's like a duh. I don't know. Um, but apparently that's news. And her attorney saying, you know, she's going to make it right. But today... My boy, Jeff Lewis, as you guys know, Jeff Lewis is, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Jeff Lewis live listener and fan. And he uh, had Taylor Armstrong on his show today. Taylor Armstrong is a co-star of Shannon's on Real Housewives of OC. She's She plays a friend of, even though she's been on every single episode, hasn't done much this season. It's funny, Jeff was saying with her, like, wow, you basically were on the entire show, but I'm not like against Taylor. I have nothing really against her, but did she do much on the season? Did she really like move the needle on the season is my question. Anyway, she was on as a guest this morning and he and Jeff, she and Jeff started talking and of course they brought up Shannon. So Jeff mentioned a couple things. Jeff said that Shannon, he's been speaking to her every day. Um, Taylor said she's only been texting with her. So I don't know if Jeff has only been texting or spoken on the phone, but she has been speaking. He has been speaking to Shannon every single day. He said she's obviously going through a lot physically, emotionally, mentally, I'm sure, um, that it's a really hard time. He also talked about the fact that the house that she used to shoot the show on, I think it's the show that we watch on, um, like who we've been watching on the seasons, right? That adorable, like long kitchen with the stairs going down into the kitchen, the, the, sh- the, the location that she's been living at. Apparently there was some new rule that you're not allowed to shoot any productions in this little channel because it's a small little neighborhood of Newport Beach. And because of that, 
she had to move for the show. Very surprised by all this. But anyway, she had to move to a little condo. And I guess where this condo is, there's no privacy. Uh, She doesn't have a backyard because it's right on the water. And she doesn't have the ability to walk her dog. So Jeff did mention Archie today. Jeff mentioned that Archie is like, that there's not a lot of places that Shannon can go because paparazzi is just everywhere. Um, Hasn't Archie been through enough? Can Archie, like, can we get Archie away from this chaotic situation? I think Archie, like, my suggestion is that Archie gets sent to some sort of like, I don't know, where should Archie go? Archie should go to, like, mm, I was going to say it was Tori Spelling's old house, but like, you know, because she had like 46 animals, but she doesn't have that anymore. Where can Archie go? Let's think of like the best housewife that would take amazing care of Archie. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Lisa Vanderpump. There you go. Archie should go to Lisa Vanderpump's house and just frolic in the backyard next to the horses, next to the ponies, next to the swans. Archie needs a better life right now. I feel like Archie, dogs feel the stress and dogs feel the chaos. So Archie not only went through this car accident, allegedly, which is probably so scary and also so damaging for a dog of that size that probably was not buckled in, let's be real, and probably flew, I can only imagine. Then not to mention all the stress and the fear of like cops and yelling and she's fighting with John and whatever. And then he's home with her and she's probably hysterical every single day and there's like people in and out. I'm worried about it. Oh yeah, Kyle Richards. Okay, so Kyle Richards or Lisa Vanderpump should really raise their hand and say, bring Archie here. Now, meanwhile, um, Jeff said that he suggested to Shannon that you should not stay in that condo. You should go and stay with your friends. Apparently, uh, uh, Vicky has offered to take her in to her house, which is in Coto de Casa, and um, shout out Coto Insurance, and stay behind Gates. Jeff Lewis also offered his house, and he said, listen, break it up if you want to stay with Vicky for a few days and then come and stay here. Now, here's what I found interesting. He mentioned again the fact that he has never known her to be someone that has ever driven drunk. And then he went even further and said, I actually don't even remember the fact that she's ever driven. And then Taylor said, I didn't even know she had a car. So if this is actually the case, and Shannon is usually really, really on top of getting driven places and always gets like rides, I guess she's always in some sort of a, um, you know, Escalade or she gets a driver. This is really crazy. Like, is this the first and only time this woman just drove a car and she just was that anxious and crazy and then also drunk. I mean, I don't know. I find that really interesting that two people don't have, that know her really well, don't know her to ever be a driver. Then Jeff doubled down on the fact that he does not believe that she has an alcohol issue. Okay, you guys, this is really tough to talk about because we don't know, right? We don't know what's going on in Shannon's life. We just know what we've seen on the show and what we've heard from castmates, et cetera, et cetera. And from other sources, like I've heard from multiple sources of people not on the show who have had interactions with Shannon over the years, not just this last year, but over the years. And all, a lot of them have included a highly uh, alcohol-fueled situation, okay? But like I said, just because someone 
drinks doesn't mean that they have a problem with alcohol. And I think there's even people out there that drink all the time and still don't have a problem with alcohol. I think it's it, it, I don't know the exact definition. Ray would know and like people that are watching my show that are uh, recovering alcoholics or, or sober and are really well-versed in this. But my guess is that what makes an alcoholic an alcoholic is a, a person that really does not know how to function without alcohol for a significant amount of time and really truly leans on alcohol as a substance. Okay. Heather says you can't drink all the time and not have a problem with alcohol. I'm, it's tough. I mean, what does all the time mean? I'll tell you what I do. And I am not like a poster child for this at all. I have alcoholism in my family. So I'm very, very cognizant of it. And I never want to make it, I never want to be in a position where I feel like I'm dependent on it. So I just always put boundaries on when and where I drink. Like I always say, I never drink at home alone on a weekday for example. Like I really never do. I will drink during the week. If I'm going out to dinner, I'll have a couple glasses of wine or whatever. If I'm going out with my friends or family dinner, holiday dinners, whatever. But during the week, I really abstain from alcohol. Friday and Saturday nights, maybe sometimes on a Sunday, like if we're at a pool or whatever, there will be some cocktails in there. But that at the same time, you know, what you guys are saying is like, when you get your license suspended over alcohol, you have an issue. When it starts affecting your life on any level, you probably have an issue. So that's, I think, what we come down to is that it does, in fact, affect her life in many ways. We've seen this over the course of years. Jeff Lewis is under the impression that she does not have a drinking problem um, at all. He does not think she's an alcoholic. He said, I believe that um, she is a peep. This was really an interesting take. And I imagine he's not going to get a lot of love for this, this take because it does feel a little bit like an enabler. Just saying. And you know I love Jeff. But he said, I believe that she is a people pleaser. And Well, number one, the other day, the Monday after when he talked about the accident, he said she leans on alcohol when she's stressed. The problem with Shannon is that she's always stressed. Like, we don't know Shannon as someone who lives a calm, easy, light, like light, stable, free, like problem-free life. Uh, Shannon lives a life of crazy stress. That is entirely her demeanor. So if you're leaning on alcohol every time you're stressed and you're always stressed, you're always leaning on alcohol. It doesn't really fit exactly. But then today he said, she's a people pleaser. And this was so weird, I thought. He said, John Jansen is semi-retired and likes to go out and party. He likes to stay up late. He likes to socialize all the time. And Shannon is a people pleaser. So she has those extra drinks because she wants to hang out with John. Did I not just say John Jansen is the problem? Now, do I think John Jansen is the only problem here? Absolutely not. But the fact that even Jeff is saying that this is because she wants to hang out with John Jansen like, I'm sorry, last night Lance went out and partied with his buddy and drank and I didn't like feel the need to drink to hang out. You know, I've never heard of this. Like you're 59 years old. You're not trying to like be cool for a guy. It's real weird. That was a strange, strange um, response I thought on Jeff's part. That being said, I think he's trying to better her situation and put it out like, oh, she's just trying to be the cool chick. What? 
Why do you have to be the cool chick by partying into the middle, middle of the night and getting wasted at almost 60 years old? You can be the cool chick with having a glass of wine, just like you can be the cool chick with having no glasses of wine at that age. Like, that's what I'm saying. This doesn't feel like, it's almost like making it like you're in college and you're trying to like fit in with the crowd. I didn't like that. I thought that was weird. Weird, weird response from Jeff. But he's, I really do, do think he's trying to minimize the situation. Whether she's leaning on alcohol on hard times, whether she's drinking because she needs to be part of this relationship, she needs to be ple- like, ple- she needs to please her on again, off again boyfriend. That's clearly not a good relationship because if I drank, if, if Lance was only with me because I was like drinking with him, we would have a major issue in our relationship, right? That's like me saying, I'm only going to date a guy if he goes to the gym with me every day. And if he doesn't go to the gym with me every day, it's never going to happen. But at least the gym is a healthy activity, right? Like that's not even a good excuse. It's like, I'm only going to date a guy if he, you know, I don't know, (laughs) takes pills or something. I don't know. It's weird. It is so weird. So then he also mentioned, and they won't say the word rehab because I don't believe she's going to rehab because truly in my heart, I don't believe she's in a position right now where she's ready to admit she has a problem. Tell me if I'm wrong, you guys. This is all just my thinking and my thoughts. I am not saying anything that anyone didn't, like anyone said to me. I'm just saying what Jeff said. Jeff said she is going to get severe and intense therapy. He didn't say treatment center. He didn't say rehab, but he's also saying you can come and stay with me. You can go and stay with Vicky, which means it's not an inpatient situation. Whatever it is that she's doing, this intense all-day therapy that Jeff was like, I'm worried about you because that feels too intense, is it sounds to me like she's going to do like five hours a day of therapy and then come home and like try to please John Jansen. (laughs) She, I truly don't know, and this is so sad to like talk about it, but this is really the, the reality. I do believe that Shannon has um, an identity that is very, very like intertwined with alcohol. And a lot of my uh, social life is intertwined with alcohol. So I get that. Like when I go out with my friends, we go out, we have drinks and dinner. Okay. But my home life is not intertwined with alcohol. And I think that that's the difference. Like I don't come home from a day of work, come home. I mean, I live, I work at home. I don't like get off of Daily Dose of Donna and go and put this episode up and like work with a couple clients, pick up my kids from school and immediately pour myself a drink. Like it's not, it's not an ingratiated part of my life unless I'm out of my house at a party or something else, right? That being said, I do think Shannon's life has become ingratiated with alcohol. I have a feeling that when your boyfriend that you're with is constantly having cocktails every single night, you're going out on the boat, you're going doing that. Then your job is drinking all all the time, right? Real Housewives is a very highly alcohol-fueled show. And then now your other job, which is Trace Amigas, which is basically a, a, a group of three women from Real Housewives that are talking and singing about tequila. This is a problem, right? Shannon admitting that she's not going to drink anymore if she does in fact get to that position is going to mean she's going to have to really start over. And I don't believe that hers and John's relationship can survive this unless he decided to also go sober. Tell me if I'm wrong. I just know from all the stories we've heard, I would say if I were John Jansen, well, if I were John Jansen's family, which sounds like 
from what we've heard, do not like, they do not like um, Shannon from what we know and like sources or whatever. If I were John Jansen's family, I would have like an intervention with him. Not about alcohol, but about Shannon. And maybe they will. Maybe right now he feels like he has to really stick around her and hang out with her and be there for her. And that's nice if he does. As long as I'm thinking like today's Friday, right? So this accident occurred on Sunday. Um, I, I, the, the amount of time I spend thinking about Shannon Bedore this week, you guys. I mean, if only I got paid like $10 for every hour I've spent thinking about Shannon Bedore, I'd, I'd be able to buy myself like a really nice purse tonight. Shannon Bedore is like, I, I keep thinking like on Wednesday night, like last night, Thursday night, I'm like, are they sitting at home drinking a cocktail? We know they're not out, but is she having a drink to deal with this stress? Is she having a drink to, to handle the anxiety and the emotions and the, 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 embarrassment and the shame that she's dealing with. Like, cause that is where, that's when Ray said just now, when you're powerless to alcohol, because if alcohol is creating all these issues for you, and then you have to drink to remove yourself from dealing with those issues, then we have a really bad cycle. I always said this, and I've said this to my friends before all the time. I've said this. When I am in a good mood, I like to go and have some drinks. When I am depressed, when I am anxious, when I am like emotionally sad or struggling through something, the last thing I do is lean on or go to drink booze. There is never a part of drinking that immediately makes me feel better if I'm in a bad place. I have to start on a high to have fun drinking. Does that make sense? And like, this is not an alcohol podcast, so I don't want to go into it. I'm just speaking from my personal experience and from, uh, you know, growing up with a very, very severe alcoholic father who, who, you know, ruined his life and multiple people's lives around him. And I saw some really just bad shit growing up. And so, um, yeah, I think when alcohol starts to ruin your life slowly, slowly, and you start ruining relationships and career careers and um, licenses and all these things start getting taken away from you and all you do to deal with it is to continue to drink, it is, that's a problem. So I don't know what she's going to do, but her friends are all drinkers. <laughs> Shannon's friends right now, right? We've got, we've got Jeff Lewis. We've got Vicki Gumbelson. We've got Kelly Dodd. We've got John Jansen. We have Tamara Judge. I mean, I'm missing other people, I'm sure. She needs to find herself some sober friends. Honestly, she needs to go hang out with Jenna Lyons. Like someone get Shannon Bedore on the new Roni because that's a group of like, from what we've seen, pretty healthy drinkers, right? <sighs> okay. Or like not drinkers, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting take on the Shannon Bedore story today. Um, so it looks like she's not officially entering any sort of like sobriety. I hope she does at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but here we are in another weekend and like weekends are your triggers. Like that's another thing. And I'm sure a lot of people that feel this way, right? Like me, like to not drink on a weekend is much more difficult than not, to not drink on a Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Because of the, the, the activities that we do on those days. Anyway, um, I keep getting this question and I want to say, why was Jeff able to talk about Shannon? Why am I able to talk about Shannon? Why are all these other podcasts and some are not? Shannon is not sending out like 
a round of cease and desist to creators. I just want to let you guys know that. So whatever like you're seeing out there is very specific. It's not like a general thing. We're, we're covering the news, right? Okay. Let's get moving past Shannon. Oh, one more thing on Shannon, actually. Emily Simpson. So Emily Simpson, who I just saw, I'm going to Reality Bites Live, which is Amy Phillips and Chef Stew's um, like event here in West Hollywood or Hollywood Hills on September 30th. I'm going to the evening event, happy hour. A few of you dosers are going. I know Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed. A lot of you guys follow her. She's going and some of my friends are going with me. Anyway, I just saw that Emily Simpson will be there as like a special guest. So that will be fun to meet her. She looks amazing, obviously, as we know. She has not had her best season. I said it on yesterday's show. Emily Simpson was tough on yesterday's, on this season. She was very angry. She was very like, you know, started a lot of problems. However, she ended up, she ended up being okay. And, uh, you know, I think coming off the show now, looking amazing and feeling amazing. I want to say that hopefully she just had a really tough run. I don't know. We'll see. But she did say to Entertainment Tonight on Thursday, I feel like we've seen about Shannon. She was asked about Shannon. um, And she said, I hope it will serve as a wake-up call. I feel like we've seen her spiraling. We've had conversations as a cast about her, worrying about her. Simpson acknowledged that sometimes a person needs to hit rock bottom before they can realize, yeah, maybe I do need some help. Despite the pair's rocky past, the attorney, that's Simpson, genuinely hopes this is Bedore's aha rock bottom moment. Isn't that crazy? So Emily's like straight up saying like, this is a rock bottom moment. We're all talking about it. The whole cast is saying she's spiraling. And meanwhile, she's like going and doing therapy. I mean, listen, I guess you can get sober without going to an inpatient rehab, right? Can't you? I don't know. Okay. um, Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Southern Charm. Southern Charm was on last night. I'm doing a a a timestamp for all of you crazy uh, timestamp people. Southern Charm was on last night. Um, I watched it with my boyfriend, Craig. I don't know about you guys, but Donna Conover sounds real good, doesn't it? Daily dose of Donna sewing down south. Should I buy myself a pillow? Maybe I should call him for a a one-on-one design consultation for pillows. So anyway, Craig was uh, Ryan Bailey. I freaking love Ryan Bailey. He's the host of So Bad It's Good. Ryan Bailey posted a little meme of Craig and saying like, I'm saying this in the most positive way, but Craig is really the best real housewife there is. (laughs) Craig started all of this shit on Southern Charm with the Austin and Taylor and Shep situation with Taylor. So just to bring you guys up to speed, and I was thinking about this last night. Madison is now the new voiceover. She's the new narrator of that show. I feel like Naomi was last season. Who were the seasons before? Can you guys help me out? Who were the season? Like, I feel like every season, I feel like it maybe it was Cam. Remember Cute Cameron? Like, I think she was a narrator of a season. Who were the narrators all the years between when Cameron was on the show and last year? Because it's Naomi. I mean, it's Madison now, right? Oh, Chelsea? Craig? No. Um, I wonder. I think it's Madison. It sounds just like Madison now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, where did we go that Madison is now the lead woman on the show? 
so interesting to me. So they end up having kind of like a fallout after this big party that they had for Madison's um, engagement or wedding party. And at this party, Taylor gets drunk and she's like yelling at everyone and she ends up throwing out this like sentence that Paige cheated on Craig. Craig started the show and he basically said, I um, I don't know what she was talking about. Clearly she was, you know, out of her mind. I'm not worried about that at all. And then they did some weird edit where he was like fixing his outfit, which I think they're trying to say like, is he really worried about it? I mean, I think the editors are seeing what we're seeing, which is like Craig is obsessed with Paige and Paige is obsessed with New York and fashion. Remember last week I said that Craig, Jenny, I mean, um, that Paige is going to have one affair and one affair on Craig only and that's with Amazon shopping. Like, I mean, it's okay because I'm still here and like I'm available to just pick up the broken pieces. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, this is an interesting relationship. Whatever. Either way, I hope Craig doesn't get his heart broken because I freaking think he's so cute. So he goes golfing with Shep, Taylor, uh, Shep, Austin, and I is his name JT, the new dude. Now, this new guy is like, they call him a Napoleon guy. He's a little shorter. It's kind of awkward. He's hanging out with Austin on, and they're walking on a street at some point. And it really does look like the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. I mean, he's not a big, like, chubby guy, but he's so, so small compared to Austin. I think Austin's pretty tall. Anyway, JT comes in hot. Okay, this new kid is coming in. He's talking all about the fact that he, uh, you know, he's giving Austin a lot of crap because he's like, you're hanging out with Taylor all the time. They're golfing. They're having fun. Then these guys go from drinking while they're golfing to drinking at another bar. And at this other bar, they start, they start talking about dating. And remember, Shep and Taylor were together forever and they ended up breaking up because Shep was just not ready to take it to the next level. And Austin and Taylor have really been leaning on each other. And by leaning on each other, I mean, I think they've been stupping, right? It's pretty obvious. We don't know this like guaranteed, guaranteed, but I think it's pretty obvious at this point that they are, Austin and Taylor are, mm, you know, they're, okay. So Austin and JT kind of get into it because JT's like, Shep, what do you think? Why is Taylor sleeping with Austin? Now, it was, I, I'm so wondering, was the producer like, get in there and say it? Or did he just want to kind of say something? So weird. Everyone's talking openly about their obsession with Taylor this season. Shep had a moment. You could see Shep's life flash before his eyes because he was like, oh, I'm cool with them being friends. It's all good. It's a great thing that they're friends because I get to get information. I get to kind of see what she was doing last weekend. He can go back and tell her things about me. And then it goes further because JT says, but she spent the night. She spent the night at Austin's house. And that's when you see Shep's face go a little bit white. And he's like, I have no choice. I have to believe Austin. So he asks Austin, you know, did you, did you like, and Austin's like, no, I didn't. But then Craig comes in, the real housewife of Southern Charm comes in and he's like, mm. he looked down and to the left. That's a sure sign of lying. I've watched enough documentaries to know that when you're asking someone a question and they look down into the left while they're answering, they're lying. So someone needs to ask Heather McDonald about those earrings to their, her face, right? <laughs> We have to hear directly from these people. We have to look at them in the eyes when we ask them these questions. We got to, right? So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that little fun moment there. 
So we're going to keep going um, and talk about what happens then next. So now they've already, Craig is like such a shit stirrer. He's deciding at this point that he needs to get Austin to admit that he has screwed like with Taylor and he wants for whatever reason to throw his buddy under the bus. Now I'm confused about this a little bit. Craig and Austin co-host a podcast together, I'm pretty sure, called Pillows and Beer. It does not feel really like he should be wanting to not be close with Austin, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And he's really like talking crap about Austin to Shep into the point where Austin's like, Craig, I'm right here. Like, you're forgetting I'm right here. It's so obvious, you guys. There's clearly some feelings. And you know what? I don't blame them. I don't blame Taylor for crushing on Austin because she was feeling sad about Shep and now she has a guy who was giving her attention. He was also feeling sad because he had just broken up with Olivia. But this is just like, I don't blame either of them. And actually, in fact, I think there are two, the two of them are actually kind of a cute couple together, Austin and Taylor, but it's weird. Austin used to date Taylor's best friend. Taylor used to be like, used to basically really be together with Austin's best friend. It's just too weird. It's just too weird. What happened to the new guy from last year with the two kids? Rachel, that's such a good question. What was his name? He was really cute too. He had two kids that lived here in California. I imagine that there was something maybe about that. Maybe his his ex didn't want to, you know, have him be on it or the kids or something like that. Pringle. Pringle. Anyway. Um so this, these new two guys come in, coming in on the show. There's another guy named Rod. Look, I don't know what ethnicity Rod is. He reminds me of a lot of guys that I went to high school with here in Los Angeles. Um, Not really into Rod's looks, like on the scale of, you know, zero to Craig, he's lower, right? You know, Craig is, Craig is at the top of the Richter scale, if you know what I mean. But he and Olivia are, oh, Andrew, okay. He and Olivia have a little bit of a a flirty date. They're eating lunch. How cute is this? She's gluten-free. And he decided to buy sandwiches from a restaurant that doesn't have gluten-free bread. So what does he do? He goes to another place to buy gluten-free bread and brings it to the restaurant to make sandwiches. I am sorry. I'm putting it out there right now. My husband has never done that. He has never done that. That was so cute, so kind, so sweet. They sat. He drank, They drank Capri Suns. He brought her Starbucks. They drank Capri Suns. They ate sandwiches on a park bench. And then they made out. I thought it was kind of cute. It was a cute little relationship. However, I've heard rumors that soon she's going to be, he's going to be hooking up or hanging out with Taylor too. Is Taylor now the town floozy? Is Taylor the one that we have to all, Taylor, the really sweet nurse's assistant? By the way, there was a scene where she was selling. She's like a saleswoman, like kind of, she's kind of like Carl for Loverboy. You know what I mean? But now she's, she's for this new brand. I don't even know what this alcohol brand is. I don't even think they gave it like a lot of, um, you know, publicity because it was the worst scene ever. And she's doing the sales job to Leva and the couple of the other guys at Leva's bar. And when I tell you it's really, and I, I hoped it was editing. I've never, she, not only did she not sell that product well, she essentially took gasoline and a flame to the product. Like I would never buy that drink. She was like, um, it's kind of, um, it's, it's sort of, um, good. Um, um, I don't know. Um, 
And you guys hate when I say um, and I say it on this podcast. In fact, maybe I should try to remove all all sounds of um today so that entire scene won't be in there. It was real hard to watch. I don't know. I'm not feeling Taylor right now. I'm really not. Not feeling Taylor. I'm feeling Craig. You know what I'm saying? All right. We'll see what happens next week on the show. As of right now, Shep is in a heart between a rock and a hard place. He wants to believe his best friend, but he also has a feeling. He said 50-50. I do believe that he is sleeping with uh, or that he's something has happened between his best friend, Austin, and Taylor. It's not a good feeling. Let's see if there's any other stuff. Oh, Love is Blind season five is out. I think it started either today or last night on Netflix. Are we watching it? Now, remember, Love is Blind season five was shot at almost the exact same time as season four. They did them back to back. Season four was was the season with – that's so sad about about Love is Blind. It's like in and out. Like I remember these people so intensely and then now I couldn't tell you any of their names. Season four was the season of, of, you know, that sweet couple where he was singing her a song. <laughs> Who was it? You know, they ended up getting married, but like he picked someone else and then she was horrible. Arena, Zach and Arena, was it Zach? And Arena was like, you know, RBF times 100 and no one was, okay, whatever. What was her name? Is it Arena? It's now Zach and Faith? Paige? Oh. I don't know. Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, That new season is out and we're going to be watching it this weekend. It's interesting. Love is Blind is the show that got really killed by all these former contestants saying that it was, um, you know, really bad. Bliss. I said Faith. Similar. Bliss. Bliss. Bliss and Zach. Um, Love is Blind is one of those shows that they say is a little bit, you know, the conditions aren't great, if you know what I mean. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to watch. <laughs> of course we're going to watch. Like, let's be honest. And is Vanessa Lachey going to do the reunion? I want to know that. She's definitely hosting the show because, remember, they did it back to back. So she definitely did this. <laughs> I tried to do the show early and my gardener is still coming, but I'm going to finish the show out. Um, another thing, Lindsay Hubbard from uh, – Summer House is on her, is on her, uh, I guess it's her bridal bachelorette party. She's at her bachelorette party. I don't know where she is, but she's traveled on this trip. She's with Danielle and they're doing the thing even without Carl. This is such a sex in the city scene. If you think about it, sex in the city is one of the, remember he, he leaves her at the aisle and then Charlotte gets really pissed off and hits him with the flowers and then they go on the vacation anyway. This is similar. She's going on the tri- <clears throat> on the trip as a girl's trip. She looks hot. She's posting on her stories. Go check it out. She wrote or she posted something where she's oh she's in the Bahamas where she's flying and she wrote when they go low, we go high. Now, here's my thought. Last night, Craig and Madison from Southern Charm were on um She's going to be in New Mexico. That's so good. Craig and Madison from Southern Charm were on Watch What Happens Live. And on the show, uh, what's his name? Andy asked about, have you talked to Craig or, or have you talked to Carl or Lindsay to Craig? And Craig said, no, because he said, I feel like I wouldn't really even know where to come in there. And I feel like it's like stepping on landmines. And then Andy said, like, are you surprised about it? And Craig said the same thing that we've heard him say before, which is like, no, not really. You know, I think that a lot of, a lot of things will be exposed during the summer like during the show 
of Summer House. And then he asked Madison. And Madison said, um, no comment if she's upset about it or shocked by it. No comment. I have a bad feeling that Lindsay is in fault here. Because don't you guys think that all of these people would be coming to Lindsay's defense in two seconds, like all that circle, if Carl really screwed up here? I think Carl did not screw up. I think Carl reacted to something that happened. This is just my indication. I don't know. My intuition is telling me Lindsay screwed up heavily. Something happened, whether either she was over time awful or she became awful one night. Maybe there was a cheating situation. Maybe it was just like months and months of being a jerk. Maybe it was drinking a lot. We don't know, but something happened. Lindsay I want to say, and I don't want to say it out loud, like as a confirmation, but in my gut, Carl reacted to something Lindsay had done because that's why the entire Summer House cast is not out there saying how amazing Lindsay is and how horrible Carl is because they would, you know, they would, they're staying quiet because they know Lindsay saw this coming or had this coming. That's my gut. That's, that's my gut. I don't know about you guys. Okay. We have a couple minutes left, so let's see if there's any interesting questions. Um, I'm going to go to to some show questions, if there's any shows. Dancing with the Stars update. Um, Abby asked on the Facebook group, I need some new reality documentaries to watch since a lot of the shows aren't in production. All, all I know now is that there's no new news, but last night, SAG, Screen Actors Guild, came out in support of the actors that are doing um, – like Matt Walsh and all these other actors that are part of of Dancing with the Stars. They came out in support of them doing the show. I think that's a good sign. Lance is still working on on the show today. I don't know what he's doing. I didn't ask him specifically, so I have no idea if he's shooting rehearsals or not, but he is still currently employed by Dancing with the Stars. They haven't officially paused it. And remember, I'm going on Tuesday and they haven't sent an email saying you're not. So that's what we know. Um, Favorite and least favorite real – oh, Big Brother is another show that we could be watching and we can be talking about. Last night, Big Brother – I don't want to ruin it because we're so soon after last night's, but it was like the most intense hour of TV. It was one of those episodes. It was a double elimination. So they had an elimination, a head of household, a power of veto, a voting out, and then another elimination. It was like so intense. Did anyone ever like feel so excited and interested by that? Oh, a question from Nikki. Any thoughts on Bethany? She's been pretty quiet. Um, Bethany is off of my radar at the moment since like the cancel me bitch moment because I don't follow her anywhere. And until she does something that's crazy. Oh, apparently I love following Bravo bitch, bitch fest. She was just here in the live. I saw her earlier and she's a friend of mine on online and she's so funny. She does these crazy impersonations with this filter on. If you're on Instagram or TikTok, you have to go check out her reels Apparently, Bethany had a YouTube show where she tries out um, stand-up, and this was on Wednesday, and she talks about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina for a long time. So I feel like I need to watch that YouTube show. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, favorite and least favorite Real Housewives franchise franchises? I would say Roni, the old school Roni, is my all-time favorite. And um, least favorite would be... I mean, I moved on from um, Atlanta. I like stopped watching that. So right now I would say that's my least favorite. But, oh, I also love Miami. I don't know. There's a few. But I guess like Dallas, I was kind of, eh, I stopped watching. 
Um, people are asking my favorite tagline. Why don't you guys tell me what my tagline should be? I don't know. A lot of people are asking about how Lance and I met. We met at a bar. That's a story for another day. I'll tell you another day. Um, what business is Lanson? He's a camera guy. I've told you that before. And he has a podcast studio. There's a lot of career questions about my casting life. I don't know if I should do an entire episode about being a casting director, but one question is about my most cringe casting. And that was when I was auditioning the guy from Family Matters, the older bro- brother, Eddie Winslow. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm going to have to do some research. He came into audition for one of those Disney shows. And when he came in that I was casting and when he came in, you know, we didn't pre-read him. And that's the way it works. Like as casting directors, you have a pre-read and then um, you bring your favorites over to producers. But he was straight to producers because, you know, he has a resume and he came in there. Darius, is it Darius McCrary? Am I crazy saying that? I think that's it. He came in there and while he's auditioning in front of me, my partner, my other casting director and like five different producers on tape, his phone rings. Now this happens sometimes, right? Where your phone is not on silent and you're like, oh crap. So normally what would happen is that someone would quickly take their phone and put it on do not disturb or silent and put it back in their pocket. He didn't in the middle of his scene, he picks up the phone and he starts talking on the phone. Hello? Oh, hey dude, what's up? Yeah. I'm in the middle of an audition right now. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you later, bro. Okay, bye. And hangs up the phone. And then it rings again and he goes to pick it up again. It was the most insane thing. I have so many stories like that. If you guys want an entire casting director episode, I don't know if I should do it here over on Patreon, but there was so many crazy stories. We had animals involved. We had babies involved. um, Crazy showbiz moms. Stories, crazy. Um, Let me think crying hysterically, panic attacks, earthquakes during casting uh, casting sessions, um, celebrity encounters, just really, really good stories. That will be a Patreon episode. And as the gardener is coming loud and proud, I'm going to wrap up this lovely week of Daily Dose of Donna. You guys, thank you so much for being here and for supporting the show and supporting me. Tell your friends, tell your wives, tell your kids, tell your besties, go out and have a very, very safe weekend. Do not drink and drive. Have some cocktails if you so please. If not, smoke your joint or, you know, drink your your cannabis soda or maybe just eat ice cream and watch old TV, whatever it is, enjoy yourself, have fun. And I am going to wrap it up here. You guys, thank you so much. Talk to you next week. I had to stop it early, Amy. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.